If someone were to ask you, what makes you happy? How would you answer? What if that person asked you, do you know what makes your mummy happy? How would you answer that? Hello everyone, I'm Kathleen Pally. Welcome to Journey with Story. Today we are going to be offering you another encore story. Remember, the word encore is a French word meaning again. So an encore episode just means you will be hearing a story that we aired some time ago again. But since it will soon be Mother's Day here in America, we are offering you an encore Mother's Day playlist featuring some of our most popular stories about mothers, including my own picture book, Happy Mamas. Some of you might remember that this book is about what makes all kinds of human and animal mamas happy. I wonder, can you guess what makes all mamas, human or animal, happiest by far? Well, let's take a listen and see if you are right. Oh, before we get started, don't forget, mums and dads, you can become a Patreon subscriber. Just go to www.journeywithstory.com and sign up today. We would really appreciate your support. Now, let's take a journey with our special Encore Mother's Day playlist podcast. Let's take a journey with The Tiger's Whisker. Long ago there lived a young boy whose mother had died. The boy's father was a rice farmer who worked in the fields all day long, day after day. He knew how much his son missed his mother, and so he set out to find a new mother for his son as soon as possible. He went to the nearby village and he found a young woman who was happy to be his wife and a mother for his son. But when the farmer brought his new wife home, his son would not even look at her. I don't want a new mother, he cried. I want only my own true mother who is dead. No one can take her place. The new wife tried to win the boy over. She cooked the tastiest of foods and delicious delicacies, but the boy would not eat. She tried to tell him stories and sing him songs, but he would not listen. She even tried sewing him some fine new shirts, but the boy would not even try them on. As time went by, her husband grew more and more impatient. Why will my son not love you? He complained. The new wife did not know what to do. She longed to have the boy call her mother and love her as she had grown to love him. One day, she decided to seek advice from an old hermit who lived on the top of a mountain. Maybe he can make some kind of potion that will cause my stepson to care for me as he cared for his own mother, she thought. So, harbouring this hope in her heart, the woman climbed the steep mountain to ask the wise hermit for his help. Please, 
make me some potion that will cause my stepson to care for me, she begged. Hmm, I could make such a potion, it is true, said the hermit. But I lack a very important ingredient that would go into its making. What is that ingredient? I'll do anything to get it, so the boy will care for me and we can be a happy household, the woman said. What I need is the whisker of a wild tiger. The whisker of a wild tiger? She repeated, however will I get such a thing? You will figure out a way, said the hermit. Now, the woman knew there was a tiger that lived in a cave in the hills above her husband's fields because she had heard its fierce roar from time to time. She puzzled and prayed and puzzled some more as she walked home until at last she came up with a plan. That night, she left her house quietly in the deepest darkness and walked to the hills where the tiger lived. She took with her a dish of rice cooked in a little meat broth. Trembling, she tiptoed to the mouth of the tiger's cave, where she set the dish down on a flat rock. She backed away slowly, but not so far that the tiger could not see and smell her. She took a deep breath and called to the tiger in a musical voice. At first, he did not come out, but she continued to call to him softly, softly. After a time, he did come out. He sniffed at the rice in the dish, raised his head, and looking straight at her, gave her a terrible growl. She shivered, but did not run away. Then, keeping his suspicious eyes on her, the tiger ate all the rice from the dish and went back into the cave. The woman quickly removed the dish and ran home with it. The next night, she returned. She put the dish of rice at the mouth of the cave and stepped away again, singing the tiger's name, but this time she did not step as far away as before. Again the tiger appeared, and though he growled as before, he ate the rice more eagerly, seeming not to notice that she stood closer. The next night after that, the woman returned for a third time. This night, the tiger came out of the cave more quickly, as if waiting for her. And this night, the woman stood even a little closer as the tiger ate. And so it went, night after night, after night, until the tiger no longer growled at the woman, and the woman no longer trembled. Finally, one night, the woman did not set the dish on the ground, but she held it in her hand for the tiger to eat out of it. The night after that, she did the same thing and with her free hand, she scratched the tiger's soft, furry head. The tiger looked up at her with his large golden eyes and stood very still. Gently, she spoke to him. Dear tiger, she said, I would like one of your whiskers. The woman reached slowly into her pocket took out small scissors and very slowly clipped one of the tiger's long whiskers. The tiger gave a low, not unfriendly growl and clawed the ground. 
Then he shook his head briskly and walked back into his cave. The woman sighed. Oh, thank you, tiger, she said. She ran as fast as she could to the hut of the hermit, and she found him stirring something in a pot over a fire. Look, look, she said, I have brought you the whisker of a tiger. Now you can make the potion that will make the boy love me. The wise hermit took the whisker in his fingers and examined it closely. He turned it this way and that. Indeed, he said, it is truly the whisker of a wild tiger. Saying this, he dropped it into the fire where it sizzled and burned to an ash. What have you done? the woman shouted. It took me weeks and weeks to get near enough to the tiger to get that whisker for the potion. Now you have burned it up. You do not need it, said the hermit quietly. Is the boy less responsive than a savage and bloodthirsty tiger? I think not. Go, win over your stepson as you did the tiger with gentleness, persistence and a great deal of patience. And so the woman went back to her house. From that day forward, she cooked meals for her stepson. She cleaned his clothes. She sewed him fine shirts. But no more did she try to press him to sit with her or coax him into talking to her. She countered his angry scowls and sulky moods with love, with kindness, with patience. Until at last, after many months had passed, there came a day when the boy felt lonely at bedtime and he called out to her, Please, will you come sit with me? Yes, of course, gladly, the woman said. Shall I tell you a story, my son? The story of a wild tiger who became my friend? Yes, mother, cried the boy. And together they sat, hand in hand, as the words of the story filled their hearts with hope and love and joy. Let's take a journey with A Mother's Love. Long ago, after the Creator had made all the beings of the earth and sea and sky, he called all the mothers and their children together. He wanted to study the creatures he had made. He wanted to look closely at their wings and arms, their feathers and fur, their tails and manes, their eyes and snouts and beaks and lips and tongues. The Creator knew that everyone required proper nourishment, a safe place to live and sleep, to hide and hunt, and he wanted to make sure that each of his creations would be warm during the winter time, cool in the harshest heat, and comfortable in the places they called home. Every mother came 
and one by one they paraded their children before the Creator. They nudged their offspring to swim or fly or strut, to show off their finest features. Every mother sighed with delight as she watched her child. Owls hooted and opened their eyes still wider as their mothers instructed. Spiders, bowing to their mother's wishes, spun delicate silvery webs. Elephants swung their trunks to and fro with great gusto. Giraffes stretched out their necks long and high. Leopards preened, showing off their dazzling spots, while zebras swayed in their zigzag stripes. The Creator was pleased. Every one of his creations was special in its own way, and he liked what he saw. That is, he liked everything he saw until, late in the day, needing sunset, when a crow stepped forward, prodding her child ahead. Here she is, the mother called. Surely I did not make such a creature, the Creator said. Every other creature I made is beautiful, but this little crow is hideous looking. Where did you get her? The mother crow looked at the ground, her heart knotted with sorrow. She stepped in front of her child, hoping she had not understood the creator's insult. What do you mean, where did I get her? She is my child, your creation. Go find another one, the creator said, disgusted with the sight of the poor little crow. He turned away so he would not have to look any longer and added, Find yourself a beautiful child. The mother crow was devastated. She loved her child with all her heart. She looked at her and saw a beautiful thing, sturdy and shiny, with those black feathers glistening under the light of the dying sun. But she could not ignore the creator. Stay right here. The mother crow instructed her child. I'm going to see if I can find another baby that's lovelier than you. The little crow bowed her head. What could she say? She only wished her mother would love her, but perhaps she did not deserve love. Perhaps she wasn't beautiful enough. The mother crow took off, flying east, searching the sky for a beautiful child. She flew past a nest of falcons and moved in close to take a look. But when she saw them, she just shook her head. Her child was much more beautiful than those babies. And so she swept toward the ground to study penguins, ducks and geese. But she thought them no better at all. She looked at kiwis and cranes, finches and vultures, pigeons and parrots. She watched hummingbirds hovering over blossoms. She sailed past waxwings in flight. Everywhere she looked, she saw little ones who were cute and fuzzy, sweet perhaps, some of them more colourful than her own, but no one quite so beautiful. On she travelled, considering every bird she passed, flamingos and grouse, ostriches and toucans, parakeets and pelicans. She swept past owls, and turns, and the wandering albatross. But every single creature looked frail or plump, awkward or angry, pale or puffed up, when the mother crow compared it to her own child. After many hours, she flew back to her child's side, and she bowed before the creator. I have searched the whole world, she said, and everywhere I look, 
I see birds, but I have not found a single one that is more beautiful than mine. She leaned over and gave a little peck on her little one's head, and the baby crow's heart swelled with pleasure. Then the creator understood. You are right, he said. Every mother thinks her child is the most beautiful child in the world. And ever since that day, every child has understood that it is a mother's love that makes every child beautiful. Let's take a journey with Happy Mamas, written by me and published by the Child Welfare League of America. What makes a mama happy at the dawn of day? Feeding her little ones bundles of bamboo shoots to munch and crunch in leafy forest dell. Diving deep for a fishy feast that we once gulp with whiskery snouts, then follow with a flip-flop-floppy hunk of delight. Tossing pancakes in the pan, serve the stack all sticky and sweet, turns a sleepy head into a smiley face. That's a my-baby's-belly's-full kind of happy mama. What makes a mama happy as the sun begins to climb? Teaching her joy how to hop and leap beyond the pouch, scrape a spot in cool of shade to doze and dream the day away. Teaching her calf how to follow close, trunk and tail, spray and snorkel, trumpet loud a jungle cheer. Teaching her tot how to tiptoe close, Watch and wonder, huff and puff, a dandelion wish. That's a see-how-smart-my-baby-is kind of happy mama. What makes a mama happy as clouds shuffle by? Playing with her little ones, tag the tail, loop the loop, swing and swoosh, dip and dangle all a-tangle in a topsy-turvy fun fandango. Slide and slither, wibble-wobble, teeter-totter, wings all wonky, skate and skid, oops-a-daisy. peek a skip to my loo, nibble-nosies, tickle-toesies. That's a come-play-with-me kind of happy mama. What makes a mama happy as Twilight glimmers, watching her little ones fly from the nest, soar up high into a world beyond of tips and tops and airy wispy wonder. Watching her little ones all a waddle and a paddle, all a dabble and a dibble, splish, splash, splash, off they sail with a quack, quack, quack. Watching her little one pick up baby brother, brush him off, wipe his tears, cuddle close and kiss him better. That's a see my baby go kind of happy mama. What makes a mama happy at hush of night? 
making music with her little ones, singing beneath a starry desert sky, a serenade for the man in the moon to make him smile and light up the night, crooning all the lullabies, hush-a-bye, rock-a-bye, whispering through the deep, dark woods, singing a rub dub songs in the bath while blowing bubbles, floating ducks and sailing ships. That's a sing-song singing kind of happy mama. But as the moon glows and the stars shine, what makes all mamas, from desert to jungle, from forest to field, from land to sea, happiest by far? Having their little ones next to them tucked up tight, all cuddled and kissed, from tusk to tail, from beak to claw, from snout to paw, from head to toe. That's a my baby's loved and happy, kind of happy mama. Happy night, happy baby. Happy night, happy mama. Let's take a journey with Mama Ostrich. The pride and joy of Mama Ostrich were her two baby chicks hatched from her very own eggs. One day when Mama Ostrich returned home from gathering food for her two dear chicks, she looked and looked for them but could not find them anywhere. Imagine her alarm when she discovered lion tracks around her two-footed chick's tracks. But even a lion was not enough to scare off Mama Ostrich. She was determined to find her babies, and so off she went following the lion's tracks, which led her deep into the woods and finally ended at the den of Mama Lion. In the opening through the cave there lay her own dear chicks, in the arms of Mama Lion. What are you doing with my chicks? cried Mama Ostrich. Return them to me at once. What do you mean your chicks? Mama Lion growled. These are my cubs. That's plain to see. It's not at all plain to see, said Mama Ostrich. Those are chicks, ostrich chicks, and I'm an ostrich. And you're a lion. Ha! Is that so? Snarled Mama Lion. Then you won't have any trouble finding any other animal who agrees with you. I dare you find any animal at all that will look me in the eye and tell me that these are not my cubs. Do that. Then I'll release them to you. Mama Lion got up. Stretched and roared a ferocious roar. Mama Ostrich quickly ran off to each and every animal to tell them that she was assembling a meeting to discuss a terrible injustice. 
When she arrived at the home of the mongoose and told him her sad story, the mongoose thought and thought. Then he had an idea. He told her to dig a hole under an anthill and to make a second exit out of the anthill. This she did, and then she told all the animals, including Mama Line, to gather there at the anthill. When all had gathered, Mama Ostrich explained to the group how Mama Line had captured her dear sweet chicks. The zebras and antelopes and all the other animals glanced at the chicks held closely by Mama Lion and nodded with understanding. But when Mama Ostrich said that she needed just one animal to come forward and look Mama Lion in the eye and tell her that she was not the mother of these chicks, each and every animal in the meeting looked down at the ground. One by one, when each animal was asked, each animal whispered that the little ones definitely belonged to Mama Line, and there was no question about that. But when it came to Mongoose's turn, he cried out, Have you ever seen a mama with fur? With babies that had feathers? Think of what you're saying. Mama Line has fur. The chicks have feathers. They belong to the ostrich. And having said that, Mongoose jumped down the hole under the anthill and escaped out the other end. At once, Mama Line jumped after him, and when she did, the two ostrich chicks were freed. Of course, they scrambled immediately right into their mother's open wings. Not knowing about the second exit, Mama Line paced and paced by that ant hole hill, waiting for Mongoose to come out of the hole by which he had entered. Meanwhile, one by one, all the other animals slunk off home, leaving that Mama Line waiting at the entrance to the anthill for a very, very, very long time. Did you have a favourite story from this playlist? Why don't you draw a picture of it and have your mum or dad share it on Instagram and tag us at Journey with Story? Or you can also send it to us at our website www.journeywithstory.com. Mums and dads, if you are enjoying this podcast, perhaps you can take a moment to share it with others who might also enjoy it. And do take a moment, if you can, to rate and review it wherever you listen to your podcasts. After all, the best things in life are always better if they're shared. Happy Mother's Day to all of our wonderful mummy listeners. Thanks for all that you do to mother goodness into the world. Cheerio then. Join me next time for Journey with Story. Music and post-production was by Colette Jonas.